Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bath and Biscuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Rosino, and I am here to bring pet parents and pet professionals together to create a community of educated pet lovers. Hi, guys, welcome back to Bath and Biscuits, the podcast. This is the first episode that is a topic episode, right? So my first official episode, I just basically introduced myself. And so for this first episode, I kind of went back and forth of how I wanted to kick it off. What do I want to talk about? And I think something that everybody within the industry can relate to is having to set boundaries with our clients. I think this is super important to talk about because boundaries are necessary and they are healthy. And if you are like me, you can struggle with really standing firm in your policies and you get really uncomfortable with confrontation. So I hope to kind of go over some of the necessary boundaries that we have to create as pet professionals. And I also encourage pet parents to continue listening to this episode to really understand why we have certain policies in place. Because for the most part, our policies are in place for things to run smoothly and for us, our staff, and your pets to be safe. First and foremost, if you are a business owner, I think you should have a contract written out. Have your terms and conditions written out and each and every client needs to sign this. If they do not sign your contract, do not service them. This is important because this covers you as the business owner. It clearly states all of your policies. There might be some legal things that you need to put in there and that way this covers you. I've had people who refuse to sign. I've had people who will like cross out one of my policies because they don't agree with it and then sign. If you get a client like that, do not service them. They have to sign your terms and conditions as is without altering it. You will also get people, for example, say you have a cancellation policy and if they cancel, they have to pay the full price of the service before rebooking. And that's clearly stated in your terms and conditions. They can turn around and be like, I didn't know that. And you can show them, well, this is your signature. It was written out in our terms and conditions and you signed it. You don't know how many people I've gotten that say, I didn't read that. That is not on you as a business owner. If a client is not reading something that they are signing, that is on them. So pet parents, if you are given something to fill out, please make sure you are reading through and you are seeing exactly what you are signing. If you have questions about something, because I know there can be legal things if you go to a boarding facility or a daycare facility, if you're not sure what something means, ask the receptionist, ask the manager, and they will gladly explain what something means or why they have a particular policy. We don't just make rules just to make life inconvenient for you. A lot of these policies are in place, like I said, for safety. The next thing that I would say, and this is regardless if you own a storefront, a mobile business, or if you work from home, 
is to have clear hours of when you're going to work. When are you going to be open to the public if you are a storefront? When will you be available for clients to contact you? If you don't have a storefront and you're using a mobile phone to be in contact with your clients, I highly recommend getting a separate phone from your cell phone. And if you do work at a facility, work at a storefront, don't give out your personal number. Have them reach you through the store because people will blow up your personal cell phone. If you are a client, please do not blow up your groomer, your trainer, your boarding facility. Do not blow up their personal cell phone numbers. This is something that I still struggle with because I work from home and so my cell phone, I have a separate cell phone for my grooming clients and they will reach out to me and that's fine on that phone, but I find myself answering them at 10 o'clock, 10.30, 11 o'clock because that they're texting me late or they're texting me super early and I feel weird because I, I have my phone with me, but my boyfriend has to be like, what are you doing? It's 10 o'clock at night, like put your phone down. And it's true because if I was to work at a storefront, I would not be in the shop at 10 o'clock at night. So I can't be tending to my phone at 10 o'clock at night at home. I have to have that clear boundary of, okay, between this time and this time, I will be doing appointments and this is when I will be answering my clients. I also just recently decided that on Sundays and Mondays, I'm not going to be doing appointments anymore. Those are gonna be my technically, like my days off. And again, if I was at a storefront and we were closed Sundays and Mondays, nobody would be at the shop to answer calls, text messages, emails. So I have to, I have to not be answering my phone during those days. If it's an, if it's an emergency, I will answer. But if it's just somebody looking for an appointment, I can answer them on Tuesday. And I think this is important because you need to have a work-life balance, right? If you're constantly tending to your clients, you're answering emails outside of work hours, you're bringing work home with you, you're going to get burnt out really fast. And for us as business owners, we have to take care of ourselves, our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, all of that to be able to give our best to our clients. So having that boundary of I'm going to put my phone down at 7 o'clock at night and that's it. I'm not going to check it until the next morning. That is super important and it is okay. Your clients can wait for a response. Sit down and watch TV by yourself. Enjoy dinner with your family. Go play with your kids. Whatever it is, do it without being distracted by clients. If you have an actual storefront, and this is something that I noticed a lot in the boarding and daycare industry, is that people always want you to either stay later or open earlier for them. Or for some facilities that I worked at, we were closed on Sundays. And people would still want to come in on Sundays, and they just didn't understand why why we wouldn't take them. If you are a business owner, and you are going to accommodate a client outside of business hours, that is your choice. And I do think that we should be accommodating every once in a while. Sometimes things comes up, come up, right? Like people have an early flight to catch or they're getting home late from work. Fine. 
But if you are going to accommodate people outside of your normal business hours, there should be an extra fee for that. And pet parents, the reason why I say this is because not only are they doing you a favor and accommodating you, but now they have to open up their facility early or keep their facility running longer and they have to have staff there to meet you and to take care of your dog. And now they have to cover those costs. So if they're going to be accommodating, you should be able to pay a little bit of a fee. A lot of times people won't want to pay this fee and they won't they they will come in within your normal business hours. I guarantee you if you give a client an inch, they are going to take a mile. I remember we had a client, so like I mentioned one of my one of the facilities I worked at, we were closed on Sundays. And so this would create kind of a problem when holidays rolled around and we would have either a Saturday or like a Monday holiday because we were closed on the holidays. So they would have to either drop off their dog like two days earlier or you know what I'm saying? So we had a client who there was a holiday on Saturday and she wanted to drop her dog off for that week. And we said, okay, we're closed Saturday and Sunday. So you have to either drop off Monday or you have to drop off on Friday. She wanted to drop off on Sunday. And we told her, I'm sorry, we're closed. We're, we're not taking dogs. She was a good client. Her dog was really great. So I was like, listen, I'm here on Sundays anyway. I'm the one that's going to be opening. If you can bring her at nine o'clock on Sunday, I'll open up for you. And she was like, nine o'clock. I wanted to bring her later in the day. And I was like, okay, it's nine o'clock or Friday or Monday. She brought the dog at nine o'clock. You try to be accommodating and sometimes people can be very ungrateful and they try to see how much that they can take from you. And if you keep allowing it, they're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And you don't want your clients to run your business. You became a business owner because you wanted to have control over your time and control over the rules and your policies. So if you're allowing clients to run your business, why did we do this in the first place? Another thing, if you work from home, lock your doors. There have been a couple instances where clients just walk into my house. I am not a storefront. This is my home. My personal dogs are in the house. That is just, I don't even know why that has to be stated, but just please, if you if you are a client and you get a service done at somebody's house, please don't walk into their house unless they like instruct you to like come in and walk down a hall, like whatever it is, but don't just walk into somebody's house. So lock your doors. Another policy and another boundary I think needs to be with if you are like an appointment based business, if somebody is going to cancel or if somebody is going to show up late, what are your policies going to be for that? And this can be for anything, but this more so relates to grooming. With me, I have a policy where if you're going to cancel, please give 24 hours notice. If you show up late, I give them 15 minutes. If they're not here, I either have to reschedule them or there's an additional fee added on for being late. If they don't show up, they have to pay, they have to like prepay the next time. 
The reason why there's these extra fees and why there's these type of policies in place is because if you have an appointment, your time slot is being booked out for your dog. And if you don't show up or if you cancel last minute or you show up late, that's going to throw off the whole day or that takes away from a dog that could have been booked in your time slot. And now the business loses money, that employee loses money when there could have been another dog. I understand that things happen. So if this is something that, you know, it's the client's first time, I just let them know, listen, it's okay, but next time there's going to be this extra fee. But clients, please, if you are unable to keep an appointment, just let us know. We usually call, everywhere that I've worked, we've usually called like the day before to confirm appointments. And you don't know how many people will just not call back and not show up. Just tell us you can't keep the appointment. It's not a big deal. But don't just not show up because now we wait and you don't come and we could have filled that spot. I had a client who had I had rescheduled a grooming appointment for her about three times. Twice she had rescheduled because she was on vacation. One of the times she canceled that confirmation. So this next time that she was booked, I texted her to confirm she didn't answer. I texted her the next morning. She didn't answer. I sent her another text. She didn't answer. I sent her a fourth and final text and said I have to reschedule. She didn't answer me until 15 minutes before her appointment wanting to bring her dog. And I said, I'm sorry, I already booked your spot up. Somebody's coming in a half hour. I cannot take your dog. And I said, I couldn't risk you not showing up. The last time you cancel that confirmation, we've rescheduled a few times now. When I was unable to accommodate her, she had completely switched her tone with me. She said she's never bringing her dog back to me and that I just I was holding it against her that she rescheduled even though she gave me proper time frames, which the first time she rescheduled, she did. The second time she canceled that confirmation and she was saying she never knew that she had to confirm. I've never ever confirmed with her before. And I showed her all the times that I confirmed with her. So as a business owner, always keep documentation of everything, of everything. Because if somebody wants to to say like, oh, you didn't do this or you didn't tell me that, you can go back and say, here's the messages, here's the email. You have your terms and conditions, right? So that people can't play that card that like they didn't know or like you didn't do something in the past because you have that documented proof. Another thing that I think is super, super important for us as business owners is to not be afraid to lose a client. I feel like we tend to struggle with setting boundaries because we're afraid of the repercussions of clients going to Google, Yelp, or just bashing us on social media and then getting their friends to join in because this has also happened at facilities I worked at where people are unhappy and they go on to Google and they freak out and have their friends join in and their friends have never even been to the facility before. But again, if you keep documentation of everything and somebody leaves you a bad review, post the documentation of what you have. People are going to pay more attention to your response to that negative review than they are to the negative review because you're not gonna make everybody happy. Employees are gonna get mad, they're gonna leave. Your response is going to be what people look at. Don't be afraid to fire clients. And this can go both ways with you might have a really great client, but the dog is a nightmare 
or you can have a really great dog, but the owner is very problematic. And I'm sure for everybody that's listening has clients like this where they see the name pop up on caller ID or they see the dog on their schedule and they have to kind of take a deep breath before engaging in a conversation or they have to take a deep breath before taking the dog into daycare or grooming the dog. It is okay to let those clients go that are not a good fit. And this comes down to you as the pet professional putting your foot down and where do you draw the line? So for example, as a groomer, what level of anxiety or aggression are you comfortable with grooming? When do you stop and say, I'm not going to continue the service. It's unsafe for me. It's unsafe for the dog. I've had dogs that are really, really stressed out. They're rolling all over the table. They're trying to bite me. And it's just, it's not safe to continue and finish the groom. It's not worth it. And I've called their owners to come pick up and they see what is happening and still get upset that I can't finish the groom. But that is where me as the professional, I have to say, I am not continuing. It's not safe. My safety, your pet safety is top priority. He's really stressed out. He's biting, especially as groomers, because we are using blades and scissors. If they're freaking out, if they're turning really fast unexpectedly to snap, they can get hurt. They can get cut with a scissor, they can get cut with a blade, and they could be really severely hurt. They can get hurt from just the grooming loop around their neck. If they're throwing themselves around, if you are a daycare or a boarding facility, have appropriate behaviors already in your head of what are you expecting from your daycare dogs and from your boarding dogs. Because this way it's easy for you to pinpoint This dog is showing X, Y, and Z behaviors that are not good. They're not a good fit for the facility. They're humping. They're barking excessively. They're playing really rough. They don't listen. Those are dogs that you don't really want in your groups because it's going to create, it's going to create a lot of arousal. It's going to create high arousal levels. And if you have one dog can literally throw off an entire group of daycare. Don't be afraid to tell the owner, listen, He's not doing too well in daycare. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to dismiss him because it's the safety now of the other dogs that you have in daycare. It's the safety of your staff members. If you have a boarding dog that's super, super anxious, that's nonstop having diarrhea, that's drooling, that won't eat, it's been four days, you might want to have an emergency contact come and pick up the dog. If that's not an option, maybe continue the board But tell them, listen, next time you need boarding, I highly recommend either going to the vet or having someone come in home because they were really, really anxious and it's not safe. Stress can be really, really detrimental to some dogs, especially if they're older dogs, especially if they have medical issues. I had a dog once that suffered from seizures. She boarded with us twice and both times... In the morning, we came in and she was just covered in poop. And we told the owners and they were like, she must have had a seizure because she would, that would happen. She would have a seizure. She would release her bowels and she would, she would be all in her poop. And so with that situation, 
we told them we can no longer board her. She has to either go to the vet or probably have someone come to your house. And that's, again, people are going to be upset, and that's fine. They could be upset all they want, but it's for the safety of their dog. At the end of the day, it's for their pet's best interest. So if they get upset, that's fine. There's a million other daycares. There's a million other boarding facilities. There's a million other groomers. It is what it is. And the final boundary that I want to talk about on this episode is pricing. Charge your worth. I think a common mistake that we make in the industry is if we're not sure what to charge, we kind of see what is everybody else charging? What's our competition charging? And we try to align with their prices, even though their prices might not reflect what we offer. Your prices are going to reflect your expertise. They're going to be able to cover your overhead, cover your employees, but then your personal bills as well. You also have to remember that in this industry, you're creating an experience for the client. It's not just a groom. It's not just a bath. It's not just an overnight care. You are creating an experience and you are taking care of somebody's family members. Charge your worth. And I think a lot of clients also expect discounts for everything, right? They have three dogs and they want you to discount a boarding. They want you to discount a grooming or a vet visit. It's their first time at your facility. Do I get a new client discount? Hey, I told my friend about you. Do I get a discount? Do not discount your services. You might not be within someone's budget and that's totally fine. There is a service provider for everybody. Sometimes people just don't respect the service that you offer. And that's fine too. If they don't respect what you do and what you have to offer, refer them to somebody else. It's absolutely fine. If you are a client, if you are a pet parent, please do not go into a shop and question the pricing, especially people who go to like PetSmart or Petco and they complain about prices of like an actual walk-in salon. Petco and PetSmart are huge chain stores. They have other avenues of income that that come into their facility. They don't just solely rely on grooming. So they, they can charge a little bit less in their grooming salon than somebody that works at a shop and that's all they do is groom dogs. So don't compare different businesses. Don't question prices. Don't ask for a discount. I understand that it can be expensive, but as the pet parent, it's your job to understand that when you take on multiple dogs, that's an expense. It should not be put on the business owner to give you a discount because you have three dogs. They're not going to not pay attention to one or two of your dogs or give less attention to one or two of your dogs. They're going to give complete 100% attention to each and every dog. If you're bringing three dogs to the grooming salon, they're getting three haircuts. There's no reason why the services should be discounted. It's still a lot of work and they should be getting paid for the work that they're doing. So those are basically the big boundaries I feel like we need to set in the industry. Have your set hours, have the time where you're gonna turn off your phone and don't feel bad about it charge your worth, and don't be afraid to fire your clients. I know setting boundaries can be uncomfortable. 
it can be hard, but it is absolutely necessary and it is healthy. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe, please like and share, leave a rate and a review. It really, really will help the podcast. I appreciate you guys so much and see you next week.